0: Exodus chapter 6, verse 6 through 9. Very important word. I want you to receive it. Wherefore, say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I'm going to rid you out of their bondage I'm going to redeem you with a stretched out arm and great judgments and I will take you to me for a people and I will be to you a God and you shall know that I am the Lord your God which bringeth you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians then I'm gonna bring you into the land concerning the which I did swear to give it to Abraham to Isaac and to Jacob I will give it to you for a heritage I am the Lord and Moses said all of this to the children of Israel but they just couldn't hear it the Bible says they hearkened not unto Moses for anguish of spirit and for cruel bondage sometimes it's difficult to hear what God say because of the bondage and the cruelty and the pain the anguish of your spirit but God is gonna send a healing virtue through this congregation this morning. And all the anguish and cruelty of bondage that's in your spirit is gonna be healed. In the wonderful name of Jesus, I send that word into this place right now. And what I want you to do is, I want you to hear the word of the Lord. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm gonna hear this word. I'm going to hear this word. Now notice, there are four things that God said he was going to do here in verse 6. I'm going to bring you out. I'm going to rid you of the bondage. I'm going to redeem you, and I'm going to take you to me. But in verse 8, he said, I will bring you in. I will bring you in. So my text is this. What have you gotten yourself into now? (laughs) Has anybody ever heard that? What have you gotten yourself into? Some of you don't know just how good this is. And you need to learn just how good this is. And I'm going to tell you, there is nothing out there in this world for you your future your destiny your purpose your potential your growth is right here in the house of god in the kingdom of god i will bring you in and i want you to come on in and enjoy what god has provided for you god bless you you may be seated the Jewish people have a custom, and the sages of the Jewish rabbis have taught their people to celebrate the Passover with four cups, four cups of wine that represent the four verbs of divine action in redemption found in Exodus chapter 6 and, and verse 6 and verse 7. These four expressions of redemption, I will bring you out, I will rid you or deliver you, I will redeem you, and I will take you. They correspond not only to the verbs and divine action of what God's going to do to bring you out of Egyptian bondage, but also every word that Pharaoh spoke and all the decrees that he made about Israel No matter what the enemy's got to say about you, God can override every single decree. But they said, "I don't care who they are. You can name this mystical day that we don't ever have a name for these this day. The they is just always a mystical they." But they said, "They said. I don't care what they said." My God and his word can override everything they said. But the doctor said, I don't care what the doctor said, Jesus says, I am your healing. The sage is according to ordained these four cups to to be drunk on the eve of Passover to correspond with these four expressions in order to fulfill the verse in Psalms 116 and 13. I will lift up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. A, A rabbi from the 12th century Maimonides added the fifth cup on the basis that Exodus 6 and 8 adds that fifth phrase, and I will bring you in. And he added it, and now they have this fifth cup. They call it the cup of Elijah, and we'll talk about that in just a moment. But I want to talk about these cups of deliverance. I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. First in the list of God's action items, to bring about an exodus, to free you from the burden of these Egyptians. As slaves of Egypt, Israel couldn't worship the way they wanted to worship because they were in bondage. That's why some of you can't worship now because sin still holds you captive. You, are, you have a presumption in your mind that just because you feel something in this service, God must be pleased with what you're doing. And nothing could be further from the truth. I don't care what you feel in this service. Uh, that doesn't exempt you from repenting of your sin and getting rid of it. Israel's primary distinction was her worship of her God and that it was exclusive. They didn't worship any other God and they didn't worship anything else. And I want to ask you the question, what are you worshiping today? Do you worship your circumstance? Do you worship your career? Do you worship your family? Do you worship a good feeling? What are you worshiping? I'll tell you who the first Pentecostal church worships, uh, and his name is Jesus. And you need to find out who you're worshiping because my friend, you could be worshiping a false God and a false God can't get you out of nothing. A false God is blind. A false God is deaf. A false God can say nothing, do nothing. But I serve a God who is the creator of the heavens and the earth and that God is able to make a difference. I believe God wants us to live free. I believe God wants us to live as he intended. And I believe that he wants us to be worshipers. But you cannot, if you're under a burden of sin and bondage, you cannot be a true worshiper. You can't clap your hands. Some of you can't smile for five seconds. And then the burden comes on you again. And you feel the rush of emotion again. And you feel like you're nothing. But I just say now, and this is the word that you need to hear and God is speaking to you. Let my people go. And this is what I'm saying in the Holy Ghost. Devil, take your hands off of the people of the First Pentecostal Church and those who are in attendance today. Take your hands off of our worshipers. Take your hands off of our warriors take your hands off the backslider. They don't belong to you. Take your hands devil off of everything in this building. I rebuke the devil in the name of Jesus. Why? So that they may serve the Lord God Almighty. We're not here just to make noise. We're here to worship God in the freedom But God says in the text, I will, I will deliver you. I will bring you out. I'll do these things. And if God says it, depend on it. If God says it, depend on it. He doesn't ask your permission. He's not going to wait for anybody to help him because he doesn't need your help. He's not going to call somebody over here and say, come on, help me deliver this person out of sin. He doesn't need your help to deliver them out of sin. God can do that on his own. I will is that omnipotence that literally speaks that power into existence. Jehovah will accomplish what he has promised. He said, "I will come to your rescue. I'm going to bring you out from under these burdens, and that means you're God's chosen ones. You are God's people. You are the people of God, filled with the Holy Ghost. He will muster all of His omnipotence and bring you out from under the burden of slavery. He's going to free you to be a worshipper. Say, I could never act like these crazy Pentecostals. You'll act just like Brother Knowles if you keep on. You'll just." Act- like these crazy people over here why because what you're into is about the best thing that's ever happened to anybody you haven't found out yet you don't know just yet you'll be acting like all these crazy people you'll be on this front row praising the Lord you can't get enough of it I said you can't get enough of it Now, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings here, and I'm glad that you came to church this morning, but God means to save every last one of you. He is going to deliver you from all of the guilt of your past life from every evil habit of your present life and from the temptations of your future life. He's going to break the yoke of the devil from off your neck and make you no longer a slave to sin. You shall become a child of the living God. Now listen, church, if you've got the Holy Ghost, sin doesn't have any power over you. As a matter of fact, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, sin does have power over you. You won't be able to help yourself. You will will have to sin whatever temptation comes your way. But if you've got the Holy Ghost in fire, you can say no. I can't worship God because of this. No, it's not because of that. It's because you don't want to. That's just your excuse. You can be a true child of God and you can say no to this world. You don't have to drink. You don't have to be addicted. You don't have to be mad all the time. You don't have to be angry. You don't have to choose to do any of these things. You don't have to practice the things of this world. You don't have to live like the devil. You can choose to come to church. You can choose to worship the Lord. You can rise up and say, devil, you will have no more power over me or dominion in my life. no more no more no more you're not gonna have authority I come against it in the name of Jesus Christ this church is gonna serve the Lord we're gonna live for Jesus and somebody's gotta fight somebody's gotta war somebody's gotta tear down the stronghold somebody's gonna say God's gonna bring me out of my bondage and I'm gonna have the freedom to make my own choice But this second cup, he said, I'll deliver you from their bondage. It refers to something different. It's actually, it sounds like when you read it, that it's just a repeat of the first one, but it isn't. Because the first one is, is God's going to free you so you can become what you're going, what he wants you to be. And then the second one, I will deliver you from their bondage refers to the fact that Israel was helpless. She could not shake off this bondage by herself. You're talking about the most powerful military in the world. They didn't have a fraction of the military might to free themselves from this bondage. But God said, I'm going to do it by my power. What you can't do, I can do. What you're unable to do, I am able to do. What you need is that faith and confidence in Jesus Christ. And I have that confidence in Jesus today. For he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us of the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption the forgiveness of sins just think about that that what you could not do in the flesh and, I, and I'm, I'm not against growth and personal growth and self-help and however you want to improve. I want you to improve your life. I want you to be the best that you can be. But that doesn't deal with the sin problem that's in your heart because you can't handle that. There is no educational, uh, there's no educational facility or institution on this planet that you can attend and get a degree and overcome sin. There's just no way you can educate sin out of people's life, there is no scientific. There is no scientific reaction. There is no scientific method. There is no scientific nothing that can bring you out of sin. You can't go to the doctor and him give you a pill to bring you out of sin. Nothing can bring you out of sin. You are helpless there. That's why you can't move. That's why you can't make a right choice to save your neck or anybody else's neck. But thank God, the Bible says, God said, I will, I will rid you. I will deliver you. What you can't do, I can do. And when sin comes to try to claim you, I serve a mighty God that can step up to the plate and fight on your behalf. As a matter of fact, you are in a church that will fight on your behalf. Yes, you can be excited about God. Yes, you can overcome whatever it is that's got you bound. Woo! Now, This is the kind of power that God's going to put into action to bring this to pass. Because this is the third cup. He said, I'm going to redeem you with a stretched out arm. That's like God redeeming a family member from slavery by paying the ransom. You owe a debt you can't pay. But Jesus stepped in and paid it for you. But this redemption has been affected by an outstretched arm referring to extreme power, not just any kind of power, supreme power. It's not equal power. It's not like, well, this is the amount of force that sin and the devil is applying against you. And so this is about all God can bring to the table. If you'll add a little bit and then I get a three or four of you more over here and you add a little bit more to it, then we'll add enough to deliver you from whatever it is you're going through. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about supreme power. In other words, there's no contest. My, my, my. There is no contest between what God can do and what sin can do. That means, just simply, that I don't care what the devil throws at you and how powerful it seems. There is no contest between him and the power of God. So don't come in here and make the excuse, there's no way I can help but be what I am. That is a lie from hell. No. Well, There's just no way. I've just got to walk the way I got to walk, and I just got to be the way I got to be. That is the biggest lie that has ever been told by modern society. And I don't want any of you to believe it because my God can redeem you and pay the price and bring you out with an outstretched arm and with extreme power. My, my, God can create it out of nothing. I said God can speak it and he can call it out of nothing. He can speak it and it can happen for you right now. Well, I just have to do this. No, you don't have to do anything because I serve a God that can redeem you and he will pay the price. The word itself declares that God has the creative power To call that which does not exist into existence. And if it does not exist, he can speak it into your life and he can speak it into existence. Because he is that kind of God. That outstretched arm, that power. But also the fourth cup, which is a magnificent blessing as well. Because then I will take you for my people. And I'm not yet where I want to be in this message. Because I want to get you in to what you're into and I want to show you in the word of the Lord what God has done for you because the fourth cup is then I will take you for my people and I will be your God meaning that he doesn't just free you from sin he doesn't just get you out of all of your problems and circumstances he connects you to the resources that will take you for the rest of your life all the way to the end now, that means that when you get the Holy Ghost, you get the complete package. Mm. You get the complete package of everything God has provided, you have access to every resource. Here's what, what we have a problem with in Pentecost is we think that you've got to qualify at different levels. That it, when you get into the church, you can't just simply access healing and deliverance and you can't pray in the name of Jesus and, and it's only for the super spiritual. That is just not true. Now, the only reason why you don't access it is because you don't believe it and you don't act on it. When you get baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the glorious gift of the Holy Ghost, he takes you unto himself and says, you're mine now. You don't belong to the world any longer. You don't belong to the devil any longer. You belong to me. So I say, church, my, 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 I say, somebody needs to bless the Lord this morning. Somebody needs to say, I believe that my God has given me access to every resource. I will, I will experience what God wants me to do. So I'm just going to proclaim the gospel to you again here this morning. And I want to give you the sense of understanding that you are free. You are free to enjoy. You are free to be delivered. You are free to overcome. You are free to say to the devil, I'm not going to do this because the word of God is against it. I'm not going to be this. Don't care. Don't care. I'm not going to be what the world says I have to be. I'm going to be what Jesus said I'm supposed to be. I'm going to follow this book. I'm going to stand on his word. I'm going to look the devil straight in the eye. I wish I could put that kind of grit in everybody's heart because that kind of power is at your disposal right now. You have access to it and you are connected to that resource. May I just come against every spirit of depression right now. Why are you allowing the devil to depress you continually when you can rise up? Why are you still a entertaining a spirit of suicide when you can come against it right now in the name of Jesus why can't you rise up and realize not only is he going to bring you out but he's going to bring you into a deliverance that no devil can stop even if you're sick today Even if you're hurting today, even if you're depressed today, the devil can't stop you from worshiping. The devil can't stop you from accessing that resource. Just because you're going through something doesn't mean that the devil's in charge of your access. He's not. Now, now, let me kind of blow your mind a little bit. Let me go back in history, do a little Jewish stuff on you. And then just real quick, real quick, listen to me very carefully about this fifth cup. It's called the cup of Elijah. My Mamedes, who was the rabbi that introduced that, re- introduced that in the 12th century. That was after Jesus died. And you know, Jews are famous for messing up types. They had the four cups, and you would think that would be enough, and then they mess up the type. And I asked the Lord, I said, they messed up the type again, just like Moses did when he asked them, when you told him to speak to the rock, and then he smote the rock, and then you wouldn't let him go in the promised land, and he messed up the type. And I said, you messed up the type. You let them mess up the type by bringing in the fifth cup. And he said, no, I didn't. I said, because of what they said about this fifth cup. It's called the cup of Elijah. They don't drink this cup. They leave it in the middle of the table. They don't drink the fifth cup. I leave it in the middle of the table, and the kids all gather around it to see if Elijah's going to show up and drink it because it's their belief that when Elijah drinks it, it's going to usher in the messianic age, and Messiah's going to come. And I said, okay, I know Jesus drank those four cups because that was instituted way before Jesus was born. At the Passover, our, what you know is the Last Supper, and we know it is the Last Supper, and really it's just the Passover, okay? Jesus celebrated the Passover with his disciples and he drank those four cups. So when did he drink this fifth cup to usher in the messianic age? Well, he was in the garden of Gethsemane. Hallelujah. Hmm. Even though they had not yet messed up the type, God knew these Jewish, this Jewish bunch, they will mess up a type if it's the last thing they do, they will mess it up. But God made sure that they couldn't mess up this type. Because when Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, Let this cup pass from me. He had already drank the four cups. My, 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 my. But when he drank the fifth cup, he bore. He said, now, not only can I get you out, now I can bring you in. Woo! I wish somebody would realize what you've got. This is important. So this is what you're into. Romans 6, 3. Know you not that so many of us, as we're baptized into Christ, we're baptized into his. How many of you know you've been baptized into his death? If I could get you baptized in Jesus' name. Therefore, if you're buried with him by baptism into death, that is like Christ was raised up from the dead so you would rise to walk in the newness of life. That's what you're into. But I got to get you baptized in Jesus' name. Woo! I mean, the baptistry's ready. Everybody's ready. I'll get them up there right now. We will baptize every last one of you in Jesus' name right now. Because if I can get you baptized in Jesus' name, then I can get this working in your life. uh, And you can get into the greatest thing that's ever happened. Hebrews 6:19 Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul both sure and steadfast and which entereth into and within the veil not only have you been baptized into his death but you have been given access to the holy of holies Do you realize that only one man in Jewish history could ever access that place and that was the high priest. But this front row can go into the Holy of Holies because Jesus drank the fifth cup. And some of you are, oh, I'm so depressed and I'm so down and, and I, you know, I stumped my toe yesterday and I can't worship God and Corey's on the front row and I certainly can't worship God. Oh, that's ridiculous. Come on, get out of your mess and get into what God's putting. Come on, get into the holy of holies. Get into the holy of holies. Now, that's all good, but that's all earthly. He, Ephesians 2, 6, and 7. He's raised us up together, made us to sit together outside of, huh? Is it on the cheat screen? And made us to sit together around on the perimeter only when the choir sings, only on Sunday night, in, in, in heavenly places, in, in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding, exceeding riches of his grace. In other words, I don't care how much of it you've got now, there's more to be received than what you have now. See, this is why I want you to come to church. And some of you don't understand this, but let me show you the dynamic real quick, real quick. Show you the dynamic. When you come to church and you gather with Christophides and Corey and even Theo, when you gather with God's people, there's a dynamic that takes place that doesn't take place when you're alone. Now, Jesus set this dynamic in place. I don't have time to go through all of that. But this is a true statement. That's why I want you to church tonight. It's why I want you here Wednesday night. Is because there is a transference that takes place. When you come together with God's people in one mind and one accord where God gathers together in his wonderful presence and then all of a sudden you're lifted into a whole new area, there's healings that can take place that can't take place any other way. There are deliverances that can take place whenever you come together. It doesn't have to be in this building, but wherever we come together. If you get together in your home But when God's people get together There's a dynamic that takes place That doesn't take place anywhere else That's why you need to worship God with such freedom and liberty That's why you need to want to do it Some of you don't even act like you want to But you're doing it because you're thinking I'm expecting you to do it But you need to do it whether I'm expecting you to do it or not Because Jesus has done such a marvelous job Redeeming your life He's redeemed you. He's blessed you. He's saved you. He's redeemed you. He's lifted you. He's he's brought you out. He's going to bring you in now into heavenly places, baptized into his death. Now we can rise up and walk in the newness of life. Aren't you glad that God has blessed your life? Then why don't you turn to your neighbor right now and say, devil, Get your hands off of my life uh, and come into agreement with me right now in the name of Jesus uh, that I'm going to rebuke every devil in hell and we're going to take authority over the spirit of the enemy and we're going to see Jesus glorified and magnified. God has blessed you. God has healed you. God has saved you already. You're in heavenly places now in Christ Jesus. You can walk in the newness of life. You don't have to let the devil. Now turn to your neighbor right now and take him by the hand. We're coming against every enemy in Jesus' name. Every identity that the enemy's trying to put on our people right now that's not of God. Every sin that he's trying to tempt you with that you don't think you can break free from. Everything that the enemy has told you, you can't overcome. Anything. I don't care what it is. You come into agreement with them. Say, devil, devil, you have no authority over me. I am free. I am a child of the king. Shatabahariah. That's what Jesus purchased for you. That's what Jesus has made available to you. Devil, I come against you in the name of Jesus. You have no authority over my life. None. No influence over my life. You may do whatever you do and whatever God gives you permission to do, but I serve a God who has rid me, redeemed me, brought me out, taken me unto himself, and he's going to bring me in. I want every sick person in this house, I want you to walk up here right now with the faith that God's going to heal you in this place and show you that he has authority over every sickness, every disease, every crisis in your body right now. We're just going to take authority in the house. Come on up here, Linda. Get on up here. Yeah, come on. Sister Linda. Come on, Amanda. Come on, Mickey. Come on, Brother Anthony. Mark. Come on. I don't care what the sickness is. I want you to come up here and believe God. I want you to get right up here as close to me as you can. Come on up here, Sister Linda, Amanda. Sister Mickey, come on in. Get as close in. Come on, Sister Cindy. Jesus loves you. Come on, Brother Ralph. Come on, Melanie. Come on. Get up here. Come on. Come on. Come on. In the name of Jesus. Every sickness, every sickness, every, every disease. Here's what, Brother Shirty, Brother, come on up here. Come on up here, get up here. Now, here's, here's what happens a lot of times, is we get in, we get lulled to sleep by the things of this world. We don't realize what God has done for us and and we just fall short sometimes of the blessing that's available. And I don't want us to. I want you to experience God's best in your life and I want you to be healed. How many of you know that God can heal these that are standing in this house right now? Now let me ask you this. How many of you have seen God heal? I have seen God heal miraculously, and he's going to do it again right now. He's going he's to heal, Sister Linda. Amanda, he's going to heal you right now in the name of Jesus. Sister Jennifer, right now, healing in Jesus' name. I saw Brother Johnson, Brother Mike, in Jesus' name, God is going to heal. Praise the Lord. I, I believe it, I believe it, I believe it, and I'm trusting in God right now that God's going to do it. How many of you have got confidence that God can touch you right now in this place, in this service? Now, we're gonna pray. And I just wanna speak that word into your life. I want you to have confidence. I want you to have the, I want you to be, I want you to trust God. I want you to trust God with his, with his word, that he's true to his word that he's going to heal, and he's going to set you free. Now, I know if you have that faith, I want you to connect with somebody around you. Now, you could come up here, but I've got all these ministers. Brother Strobel's going to come and pray here in just a minute. Let me give him this mic, and he's going to come and pray here in just a minute. Brother Strobel, Brother Heron, I want you to come here, and I want you to get over here and pray with them. Brother Shirty, Brother Greg, come on, come on. Get over here. We're going to believe God. We're going to trust in the Lord. God's going to. Now, I just want to give you men freedom. Brother Sloan, I want you to come in here and I want you to pray for these individuals. I I want you to have freedom here to just minister in the Holy Ghost to these people because God wants to deliver them. All of you that are, thank you for staying with me this morning. But it was so important that people heard that fifth cup, and what Jesus has done for us, he has the authority now to bring us in. I'm not on the outside just being delivered from prison. I'm on the inside, and I've got a seat at the table, and I have access to these resources. And the Lord just awakened awakened me in the night and said, Brian, you need to access every resource that I have available to you. And you need to step out and believe that God is able to do that. Now, I know, I know a lot of people are in, the, in a hurry, and I, I get all of that. But I want to see these miracles happen more than I want to get in a hurry. And if you need to go, you can go. But this preacher wants to see these people healed because I'm tired of praying for people and God not do it because we're not accessing the resource and we're not taking the time. I get all of that. But I'd rather be apostolic and have a move of the Holy Ghost than to keep with the program anyway. Now, let me ask you this. Do you want a program or do you want a move of the Holy Ghost? There you go. Okay. All right, ministers, I want you to step out right now by faith. I want you to lay hands on them. Melanie, God's going to touch you right now in the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, we're going to trust in the Lord. That's it, church. That's it. Lift your voice right now
1: all over this place. By the authority of the word of the Lord right now, in the name of Jesus, let every sickness leave this place in the name of Jesus that's it church lift your voice unto the Lord by the authority of the word of God right now in Jesus name send that healing touch Lord to each and every person in this altar in this house that needs a healing whether it's a healing or deliverance right where you are right now let go. Touch you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ There's nothing too difficult for our God And he's going to set you free today Today is your day You're going to leave this place healed By the authority of the name of Jesus You're going to leave this place set free By the power of his name Right now Lord Every sickness and disease Be cast out of this place In the name of Jesus In the name of the Lord We take authority right now name. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let's say, church, let it go forth. Let your praise go forth. Let your voice be heard in the name of Jesus. You've got the authority. You've got the authority. You have what you need today to receive
0: it. <laughs> You have the authority. Oh, yeah,
1: that's it. That's it. That's it. Just keep on pressing. That's it. That's it. Just keep on lifting your voice. God is moving in this place. There are lives being changed, being healed in the name of Jesus.
0: Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Church, I claim healing. If you want to be baptized in Jesus' name, I want you to step out. I want you to meet Brother Greg Stone over here. Brother Greg, lift your hand. Right here. I want you to meet Brother Greg Stone. If you want to be baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus, I want you to walk up here right now. And I want you to meet Brother Greg Stone. We'd be delighted to baptize you in Jesus' name. Anywhere, all over this house, I want God to minister to you, and I want you to be baptized in Jesus' name to the glory of God. Church, lift out your hands toward these wonderful people. And I want you to pray in the name of Jesus that God would send forth his word and that there would be a healing virtue that would flow in this place and that everyone that's standing here, as they worship and pray and seek the Lord, God will hear their cry. hope you enjoyed this message. Please reach out to us if you have any questions. We can be found at firstpent.org. That's F-I-R-S-T-P-E-N-T dot org. If you're ever in Pensacola, Florida, we hope you visit us. Be blessed in Jesus' name.